If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 3, we'll be looking at verse 23. The last several weeks we have been looking at the four things we need as humans. And when we look at these four things, these four things fulfill our spiritual needs. We have looked at faith and how we need saving faith in Jesus Christ, but we also need faith that works. And then we looked at how faith was the basis of our spiritual life. And then last week, we looked at 
Jesus Christ and how it's our faith in Christ that saves us. Everything that we're looking at goes together. We need faith, but we need faith in Jesus Christ. And last week we looked at Jesus Christ. But we also looked at how you cannot separate Jesus Christ from the cross. And today, what we're going to look at is what Christ did on the cross. As we look at the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood he shed on the cross. And what we're going to do today is answer the question of why do we need the blood? Why do we need the blood? Look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23. It's written, For there is no difference, for all have sinned and are deprived of the glory of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for just all the blessings that you've given us, the blessings of life and liberty, the blessings that we could just come today to worship together. But most of all, Lord, I just thank you and praise you for the gift that you have given us in Jesus Christ, your one and only Son. And Lord, I just pray that today as we worship together, we just look to you for guidance, that we would just look to you, Lord, to illuminate your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would illuminate your word through your Holy Spirit and help us, Lord, to learn what you would have us to learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today, that you would just help us, Lord, to to just seek your will and way in our life. And Lord, I just pray that your presence would be felt today. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those who could not make it today, those that may be traveling, those that have lost loved ones, those that are sick and shut in. Lord, we just lift each one up to you and just ask your blessings upon them. And again, we just thank you and praise you for all the blessings that you've given us. Thank you and praise you, Lord, for your precious and holy Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. In this verse, Paul is telling us that all have sinned, all have sinned, and are deprived or come short of the glory of God. And this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve fell into sin in the Garden. And because of their sin and what they did in the Garden, and because we are all descendants of Adam and Eve, through their sin, we were partakers of it. And that sin has been imputed to us through the years. And if you look at the imputation of sin, the sin is imputed through the male line. Adam sinned, and then Adam passed the sin to, to his children, who then passed it to their children, and on and on and on. But because sin is imputed through the male line, this is why Christ was without sin. He's the Son of God. Mary could not pass sin to him. 
He is the only person on this entire planet that ever lived who did not partake in the sin of Adam and Eve. Sin could not be imputed to him. Now what does this mean? It means he could be the perfect sacrifice. Because the penalty of sin, the wage of sin is death. Humans had to die. Christ could be our perfect sacrifice because he was without sin. But I want you to notice something. Look at the beginning of verse 23. And in some Bibles this will be the end of verse 22. Look at, for there is no difference. For there is no difference. What is Paul saying? For there is no difference. Look at what he says here. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and are deprived of the glory of God. There is no difference. All people, great or small, rich or poor, good or bad, whoever the person is, all people, without exception, because of sin, need Jesus Christ. There's no difference in anyone. Everyone needs Christ because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no difference in anyone. And that's what Paul is telling us. Because what does sin do to us? All we have to do is look at what Paul says. It deprives us of the glory of God. We come short of the glory of God. That's what sin does to us. A good way of looking at this is it makes us destitute of God's glory. It makes us destitute of light. Instead of light, sin fills us with darkness. Instead of love, sin fills us with hate. Instead of being holy, sin makes us unholy. Instead of goodness, sin fills us with evil. And because of sin and what sin does to the individual, we can never be good enough on our own. That's why Isaiah tells us that our righteousness is like a filthy rag. We can never be good enough on our own because of what sin does to us. And because of sin, instead of life, instead of life, Sin makes us dead. Spiritually dead. And it is because of sin that we need Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross. We need the blood of Christ. We need the blood. Think about that. The question is, why do we need the blood of of Jesus Christ? The answer is one word. We need the blood because of sin. Sin. 
Why do we need the blood? Sin. Because we are sinful. And then all we must do is look at what sin does to us to hash out why we need the blood. Sin makes us dark. It makes us evil. It makes us unholy. It separates us from God. It makes us spiritually dead. And it makes us condemned. Condemned. It condemns us. Look at John 3.18. And we've mentioned this before. Everybody seems to focus on John 3.16. But you need to really read John 3.16, and 18. And look at what Christ says in verse 18. He that believeth in him is not condemned. Why do we need Jesus Christ? Why do we need to believe on him? Because it takes away our condemnation. He that believes on him is not condemned. But then look at what he says. But he that believeth not, the person who is lost or the person who hears the gospel and does not receive the gospel, those are the ones that believe not. He that believeth not is condemned already. Sin condemns us. Think about that. Every person on this planet who is lost is already condemned by God. And what are they condemned to? They're condemned to an eternity in hell unless they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Sin condemns us. He that believeth in him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of that only begotten Son of God, condemned already, spiritually dead. That's what it means. That's spiritual death. Condemnation to hell. So that raises the question. If someone is lost and they're condemned already, If they're spiritually dead, how do they attain spiritual life? We find spiritual life through Jesus Christ. We find it through Jesus Christ. And in particular, we find it by what he did on the cross, what he shed on the cross his blood his blood look at what Paul writes in verses 24 and 25 of Romans 3 and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God hath set forth to be a reconciliation through faith Now look at this, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness by the forgiveness of the sins that are past. 
through faith in His blood. What does that mean? It means we have faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross. His sacrifice. His sacrifice. Now let's look at Jesus Christ and the blood He shed on the cross. The blood He shed on the cross. Last week, we looked at how Christ was the sacrificial lamb, how He went to the cross for us, and He died on the cross. Paul writes that we are justified freely by God's grace through the redemption that we have in Jesus Christ, and this is based on His blood. His being a sacrifice. Remember what John said when John saw Jesus Christ walking. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God, what? That takes away the sins of the world. How does he take away the sins of the world? His blood. His blood. That's why you needed Christ on the cross. That's why you needed Christ dying for us on the cross. He had to shed his blood. And when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what happens? We're justified by God because of the blood of Christ. And this comes from God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not our works. Remember what Paul writes in Ephesians, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift to God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Everything that Paul tells us and all of his letters tie together. They tie together in how they explain redemption in Jesus Christ. And because of Christ, because he was the sacrifice, the Lamb of God, our reconciliation becomes because of his blood. Or as Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, for when we were enemies of God, we were reconciled to him by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we should be saved by his life. Our reconciliation comes because of Christ's shed blood and our faith in him and the blood he shed on the cross. Blood had to be shed for the reconciliation of mankind. Blood had to be shed for our sins. Why? Why? When we look at the shed blood of Christ, it does ask the question, why did this have to happen? Turn all the way back to the law. Leviticus chapter 17. And look at what Moses writes in verse 11. Leviticus 17, verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it unto you to offer upon the altar to make an atonement. To make an atonement for your souls. 
for the blood, or for this blood, shall make an atonement for the soul. The life of the blood is in, or the life of the flesh is in the blood. Why did Christ have to die? Because forgiveness is found in the blood. The shed blood, a blood sacrifice. The wages of sin is death, physical and spiritual, and to make atonement for sin, blood was required because the life is in the blood. That was God's declaration. And the one who was spotless, stainless, and sinless could make the atonement, could be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Mankind had to die for sin. Mankind had to die for sin, yet God, in his grace, in his mercy, and in his love for us, sent his son to die in our place, to shed his blood in our place. God sent his son to be the perfect sacrifice. And blood was required. And as a result, the blood of Jesus Christ was shed to make an atonement for us. He became our sacrificial lamb. And through faith in Christ and his shed blood, the sacrifice that he made on the cross, we are reconciled to God. We are reconciled to God. And our faith in Christ, and through our faith in Christ and the sacrifice that he made, we are justified in the eyes of God. Now what is justification? And I've mentioned it before. It's a legal term. It's a legal term. It means that our judicial standing changes in the eyes of God. Before we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, when God looks at us, he sees sin, and he sees one who needs to be punished for sin. He sees one who is condemned by sin. And when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive him by faith, the blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed on the cross, covers our sin. And God no longer sees our sin because we have received Christ as our Lord and Savior. He sees the blood. He sees the blood of his Son. And instead of being guilty in the eyes of God, we are then declared innocent. We are reconciled to God and justified in his sight. The blood of Christ covers us. It covers us. It covers our sins. And God no longer sees the sin. He sees the blood. The blood of the sacrifice. So why did Christ have to die on the cross? To shed his blood to shed his blood. And when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, what we're saying is we receive his sacrifice and his 
blood that was shed. And we are saying that that sacrifice on the cross is sufficient to cover our sins. That's what our faith declares. And when we are reconciled to God, the righteousness of Christ, let me get back to imputation real quick, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us because Christ lived a sinless life. His righteousness is imputed to us and then we are made heirs of the promises of God. We become heirs of the promise. And this could not happen without the cross. It could not happen without the blood of Jesus Christ being shed. We need Christ and we need his blood. The shed blood from the cross. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood. Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Just continue to overshadow us with your watch care. And Lord, if there is anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us. Your love and watch care, we just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.